For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> Recorded live. <laughs> there you go. We want to make sure at least <laughs> we wanted we wanted to at least make sure that the questions and answers would be recorded. We greatly apologize. We just caught that we were not recording, but we are still are opening the floor uh for those who do have questions and uh answers. We are gonna unmute you at this time if you have a problem. I believe star uh, six will be able to unmute you, but I'm actually doing that right now. So uh, everyone is unmuted at the time. Um, so uh, the floor is open. Uh, you there, DL? For, yes, sir, I am. Okay, this is Steve, your, yes, your hemorrhoid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the, the good thing about it, uh, I don't have those often. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's good hear good hear from you on the live call. So not oh. not a problem. What's your what's your question? Well, uh we had that uh go around with the uh federal court notice and stuff. Gotcha, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And uh I got I, I went last Monday to put the notice uh to remove to the federal court. Uh they sent me a letter back. Uh, they denied me pauper status for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, they said that I was beyond uh, the 30 days that I had after the first hearing to move it to the federal court, and also said that I had uh, not added um, uh, any reason why uh, uh, the case should be. No arguing points, I guess, or, or their, their complaints, I guess. And, gotcha. uh, and then they said that I had to pay, if I paid the $400 fee, they would dismiss the case without prejudice or something like that. I can't remember right offhand. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Well, listening to that, um, really inadvertently, they actually gave you um, – some actual some nuggets that you can glean from. Uh, when we let me go back though. When we sending things to the federal court, most people don't know that there are two sides of that court. They're not going to jump out and tell you that though. And what I mean right. by that is, there is the common law side of the court, and we will call that the de jure side of the court. I've actually found documents into the federal court under what is called the de jure side. They have accepted those. Uh, but let's go back to the former papas. If you're, if you're filing on the civil side, as they would classify it as, uh, of the federal, not the de jure, of course, even when you file in the de jure side, which is the common law side, of course, they're going to still give you a civil number 
but your documents are styled different in the de jure side. And perhaps at some point in time we could get on uh, and just specifically talk about the common law side of the court. It does exist. And, in fact, I think that's going to be very helpful in one of our upcoming shows for those who are just really like, what in the world have you just said? Uh, there is two sides of that federal court. So I have um, I have filed in the de jure side a counterclaim, and what you do if you're going into that side of the court, you are going to still, uh, you can do two things. You can still fill out their form of pompous form, uh, and or you can create your own form of pompous form. Uh, you can look on your uh, local uh, federal website and mimic theirs. And when I mean my mimic theirs, I mean you're using it only as a structure is what you're doing. But you're going to word it. You're going to put all – first of all, you need to educate yourself on the common law side too. So that may be definitely what's most important that we definitely need to do a uh, call on that. But what I have done, believe it or not, when I'm done the formal papers form, I would say 10 days after I file that form with them, I turn around and put in a document granting myself. That is on the common law side, though, granting myself the order of um, the, to proceed. But, again, it's styled totally different. And I know you're like, Lord, that is, I've never heard of that. Well, they not only did they accept my documents, and what I mean by accept them, they are at times going to, so give me your heads up, if you're following that particular route, um, they're going to, that is, at the federal court, the clerk, they're perhaps going to uh, maybe give you a little trouble. So once again, go in and take names. Go in, take names of, of the clerk if they attempt to give you any problems. But I did have um, I did have a clerk try to give me a little issue. But of course, once I said uh, the lady was saying, well, we don't we don't accept uh, orders. Only the judge gives orders. I said, oh, can you please put that in writing? Uh, all that you just told me. And she said, oh, well, let me go check with my administrator. That was a strike against her already. And the reason why I said that was a strike against her, it, that lets me know she really wasn't for sure herself of even what she was saying. But she went, talked to someone, and she came back like an angel. And she said, what we're going to do, Mr. Harris, is we're going to, we're going to go ahead and file stamp fees. Uh, and what they wrote on it was, or what the file stamp was, was received. I could care less what they called it. They could call it file. They could call it a receipt. They could call it notice. I could literally care less of what they called it. The key was she took it and she has it in her possession. Game over in my book. So why am I saying that? We've got to learn how to operate also on the common law side. The civil side of the federal they most likely that judge or the magistrate will step in and most likely deny absolutely everything that we do. So that's what I'm giving you a heads up on, Steve. I know I went way around the world, gave an ed educational moment, 
when we finally still made our arrival. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, no. I, I already filled oh, no. out. I already uh, uh, did the paperwork for the, the, the paupers uh, part. And like I said, they denied it, said that, that I was going to have to pay it. Um, mm-hmm. But they gave me, this is, this is what I liked. Uh, they made all this decision on the 3rd. I, I took the stuff in on the 1st. They made the decision on the 3rd, and I got it on Saturday. Wow. And, and they gave me seven days to bring them $400 in per order uh, so and so they can dismiss it without prejudice or whatever they called it. Or if I don't turn the money in, they'll just dismiss the case, whatever. Well, I don't know what they meant by that, but... Okay, I wish you. It would be nice if you had that in front of you, because because if you ask me what that sound like to me, what you just told me, it mm-hmm. sound like to me they saying, "Hey, we want that money, but oh by the way, we're going to dismiss your case anyway." Well, yeah. I do. I do have it in front of me. So here, here it is. Mm-hmm. It says, "Not at this matter before the court on plaintiff Stephen and me, uh, plaintiff complaint." ECF number one, the motion to leave to proceed in form of paporus, paporus, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason set forth below, the court denies plaintiff's motion and directs plaintiff to pay the filing fee within seven days of this order. Uh, in addition, the court provides plaintiff notice that if he does pay the filing fee, the court will dismiss with prejudice the complaint for the reason set forth. And then down below under discussion, uh, May 1st, says I, I filed a complaint, uh, proceed, motion to proceed in a form of pauperous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the complaint purports to remove a case from the state court to this court. The state case has been active since at least October 11th, 2016. An uh, in initial matter, the plaintiff does not provide the court with any documentation that would show he is indeed a pauper. For that reason, the court denies the motion to proceed in form of pauperous and directs the plaintiff to pay the filing fee within seven days of this order. Seven days to pay this order or have his case dismissed. I see. And then now that you've now that you've read what you've read, it also sounds like that they were saying, now that I hear that being read, it does also now sounds like they were saying if you if you pay the funds, we will, the court will, dis, will dismiss its own order. That's yes. what it sounds So you see how it, it, the way it reads, you, you can, I can, see, I hear two different things. So once it sounds like, when I first heard it, that they were saying we want our funds, and oh, by the way, if you don't, we're going to dismiss it anyway. By hearing you read specifically, it sounds like they're saying that if you do pay the funds, then they are going to dismiss their own order without prejudice. Right. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So um, another thing you can do is you can file, again, this is only on the common law side, and we will have to do a, a um, call on that. You could do a writ of error on that judge's order of the former papas. You could do that. But let me ask you this, uh, not to go too far in detail, because, again, that's a whole other subject. We want to take time to get in and explain that one. So, but let me ask you this. Attached to your former papas document, 
was there an affidavit that went along with it? Uh, no, I don't believe so. That most that most likely is one of the reasons too. Because now, would that affidavit have to come from me? Yes. Uh, matter of fact, they, it should have been somewhere on their website. See, you, there's there's one there, there's the formal papers form itself. Well, actually, there's the cover sheet. Then there's the formal papers form. Then there's an affidavit in support of the formal papers form. I'm, and they're not going to jump out and then tell you that, of course, either. Yeah, all all this says is application to proceed in district court without repaying yep. fees or costs. That's not it. Yeah, that's one. That's the first. That's the first one. You need to have accompanied that with the affidavit. So yeah. the, the the judge literally gave you a little nugget too. He knows he said unless you have supporting documents, he just told you that you missed something. Yeah, because I, when I called him up, they, I asked, I I told her what happened. She says, "Well, give me your give me your case number. I'll look it up." You know, so we were on the same page there, and I was talking to her. And I, when I brought something up, I was like in question on why it went this way, and and all she could keep telling me was, "Is is I can't give you legal advice. I can't give you legal advice." I said, "Is there something I should have added to this? I can't give you legal advice." So there was no help there. Uh, at that point, to even tell me if there was something else that had to go in, they just it, I, I can't give you legal advice. <laughs> so there was no help to. Well, it, but but actually, the judge gave you help. What he said, he said, unless he sees supporting documents, he lit, he literally told you, not right. the clerk. So the clerk did what was right, or should I say, did what they normally do? Should I say what they're uh, trained to do? <laughs> yes, there you go. But he literally told you that you was that if you have a supporting document to prove that you are a pauper, and the, on what what would have been to accompany that is your affidavit. So my suggestion to you is to literally, if you're going to continue with that uh, in federal, you're going to have to start literally all that. Over so most likely he's going to go ahead and close that particular number of the case out, which is fine. But take your time and you, because see, I actually had to look for mine too. By the way, I knew there was an affidavit that goes with it, but I literally had to take my time and find it on that website. But if miraculously you can find it, create your own uh, Google uh, or a structure of. Uh, of an affidavit that's in support of a form of papa, put it together yourself if you can't find it. But that's what he was looking for, by the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, you can already know they're not going to jump out and, and tell you that, of course. So. Yeah, so, well, it, it, it's what is, what's funny is, is uh, you know, these federal judges were the same district court judges just a few years ago, so <laughs> they're not they're not going to try to do anything to, uh, against their uh, buddies over their district court. So, gotcha. Well, I do know someone that did uh, uh, go ahead and get their um, papers granted on the civil side of the court, um, and they have their case open now. You know, of course, you know they're working their processes and all that good stuff. So, hey, try it again. 
and find that affidavit or Google for an affidavit for you can structure your, your, yourself. But uh, what you're going to do then, of course, when you do the application for the former papers, you're going to bring all that in all at the same time. You file it at the same exact time. So try that and uh, see what happens. All right. So I, I know it's like, oh, I wish I would have known that now. But, you know, hey, bam, now you know. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Not a problem. All right. Anyone, anyone else? Anyone else got a question? Uh, I've also invited, and then um, I've invited also a young lady on uh, the call tonight, and I want to make sure I get her name correctly. So you all give me just a moment. Uh, she is she's really good uh, in her administrative processes. Um, and Miss um, Branch, are you on? Uh, she was. There was a la- there's a lady that uh, I communicate with who has been awesome in her private administrative uh, processes and how she was able to uh, beat a charge. Well, help her husband beat a charge on the state level, and it, and it sounded like something really what we classify perhaps as really big. And I had invited her on, but perhaps she'll be on uh, later. If you would, if you are on, you can push star uh, six to unmute yourself. Uh, and uh, if you are on, you're more than welcome to chime in. But until then, uh, anyone else have any uh, questions, or even if you have any comments, anyone got a, a comment you would like to add? Yeah, I do. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, David Hunton. I got a, yes. I got a, hello? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, my name's David Hunton. And I got <clears> a speeding, <throat> I, I got a speeding ticket on uh, Easter Sunday. And uh, I, I did, I did have on my license, uh, reserve all rights. And uh, it's a sticker. And there's a, a on top of the, the, my license, I put a UCC uh, 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 1.30 uh, uh Without prejudice, well, I guess that made him mad because he was going to give me a warning, and he couldn't figure out what that meant. So he he ended up writing me a ticket, but I, I did uh, I did mail the ticket back in three days, and uh, I guess through the uh, this uh, I can't find it. The, uh, you got three days to you know to rescind out of a contract, and uh, they didn't honor it, so they. Um, they basically said, uh, I still need to go to court. So okay. what I, what I, oh, go ahead. I'm what sorry. I, what I done next was I said, if you want, if you want me to come into your corporation court, uh, uh, it's going to cost you uh, 500 uh, – it's going to cost you half a million dollars in one ounce uh, 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 gold coins. That's what the, uh, the, the um, I'm asking from the city. Then I then I basically said that uh, I asked for uh, for the judge and the uh, the court clerk and the prosecutor that uh, if for my special appearance they're they're willing to pay me uh, uh, which was the maximum for small claims court uh, $7,500. and so if they want me to appear in court. So I guess they still want me to appear in court, 
But I also did, uh, I received this ticket on the 6th, hang on a second, let me get the date down. I, I received this ticket. Stupid phone. Right, I did receive this ticket on Sunday, but like four days later, I went ahead and uh, filed my uh, UCC-1, and I, I mailed that with them. Then I also mailed the uh, the common law uh, copyright notice. So, and okay, let's still let's go ahead. let's go let's go back. Uh, I'm very detailed. You you will eventually figure that out about me, as normally most people will uh, ha, or have. Um, you said when you got the ticket, you said you immediately. Well, you mailed it in. Did you say? Did you say you mailed it in immediately, or with? When you say within three days, was it on day three? Uh, it was on day two. Okay, day two. Gotcha. Well, what I well what I'm suggesting is that in the future you do it the exact same day. So, and then did you send it certified mail? I, I did cert. Uh, it, uh, I did send it certified mail. The ticket was I received it on a Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. I received the ticket on Sunday, and basically yes. Monday Monday came along, and I mm-hmm. mail I, I I mailed it to him. And then mm-hmm. uh, they they received it on like on a Tuesday. Okay. Know, it's it, but it, it's it's in the but it's postmarked. You know, like maybe a, a two days or or a day in in that time frame. Okay. Now, now did they what, <laughs> did they send a did they send you a letter stating you had to appear in court, or did they tell you over the phone? Uh, no, I I called I called them and I said uh. I asked them if I was still on the docket, and they said, "Yeah, you you still are." And, your and body so, never <clears throat> appearance has a bunch of different reasons. You know this, Dave. Your body doesn't have to appear, and all business is done through the mail. So whatever they said to you over the phone, poor shit. So we'll just stick to the private administrative procedure. Uh, they didn't respond, so we'll send out the certificate of non-response. Then, we, then I think what Mr. Harris had seven days. They just well, send a certificate well, of default. Well, let's well let's go back. I'm so detailed. A company with that, did you send? Because it sounds like to me you only sent the ticket back. Is that correct? Oh, I I sent the, I sent the ticket back. Plus, I wrote a damn letter, basically, basically saying, uh, um, "Hang on a second. It, mm-hmm. It's a real it's a real detailed letter, but uh, basically it says like here's uh, the Eleventh Amendment. The United States is a uh, judicial power. The United States." Should not be construed to any suit in law, equity, or prosecute uh, against one of the United States citizens of another state or or citizens of subject to a foreign state. Okay, uh, Title 22 CFR 31.32 states the Department of State has to notify of me of any said suit. So I never been notified from the State Department. I'm being sued by this this little uh, court place. Then I wrote. Title twenty, uh, Title twenty eight, USC thirteen thirteen, thirteen thirty states that the United States District Court has to grant permission for the suit to be pursued once the court has supplied sufficient proof that the United States citizen is actually a corporate entity. And then now, I wrote. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Then I wrote. Uh, there's. Um, can't. I'm getting old. I can't see very good. Uh, 
Um, I, I put ju- some jurisdiction stuff down. Then I put some stuff like uh, um, what's the other one? The other one's called uh, title uh, United States Code eighteen section eighteen thirty one. The legal definition of a motor vehicle is the one that's in commerce or higher. My my car is not uh, a commercial vehicle. Then I use their their paperwork stating it says Oklahoma where it says the tags and it says non-commercial and I highlight that it says it's non-commercial. So this is uh, the, any of your statutes or anything has to deal with a uh, a motor vehicle. My my car is not a motor vehicle. And then I I did list some uh, uh, case laws like Thompson versus Smith, the right to travel and everything. Murray versus Madison, the Constitution of the United States or the Supreme Law is the law of the land. Any uh, any conflict is null and void by law. Well, let me let me tell you what you just did. <clears throat> yeah, I, for first of all, I want to commend you on all that you just noted because you what you did though. You did give them an educational course in your letter is what you did. And I, I commend you on that. Uh, all that that you just mentioned would be really used or good for if you were to physically attend court. So just giving you a heads up on that. But, but what you did miss, you missed um, being able to put them in default. And what I mean by that is nowhere in that that you just read gave them any type of reference that their failure to do absolutely anything would result in them being in default. You missed oh. the language in that, in that letter. So what I would have done if I were in your shoes, even though miraculously they didn't get on the, the docket for whatever reason, still immediately I would have already in my notice or letter, whatever word we want to call it, I would have used something on these terms. I would have said, um, um, I accept your offer, contract, upon proof of claim. I would have listed proof of claim with what I'm referring to by proof of claim. I would proof of claim that I, whatever my name is, was in right. driving a motor vehicle. I whatever you want to list that you want them to prove. So after you get through listing of what you want them to prove, then I would have said failure to perform within 20, well, I used 15 in my last one, 15 days shall result in a default against whatever the name of the, the you know, the person, well, the company, most likely the police or whatever the name is on the uh, ticket. Uh, would be a default against them. So I would have used that type of language. Of course, I still will send this certified mail. Go ahead. Well, I did I did write on the, t- the ticket. I wrote, uh, refusal for claim uh, mm-hmm. without, without dishonor, uh, without prejudice, without recourse, non-assumption, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Service, service rejected, threat, mm-hmm. duress, and cruel, mm-hmm. uh, coercion. Uh, mm-hmm. Now put UC, I put UC 1.301 without prejudice, reserve okay. all rights. I do not consent to these proceedings. And, right. and, and then I put a damn stamp 
right on the damn uh, a, a dollar stamp right on the ticket, and I wrote mm-hmm. my name Diane. And mm-hmm. the, stamp, the stamp gives me since I mailed through the post office, I'm now the postmaster on the damn thing. Great. And so, and so now, now another thing I would have done since you since apparently you're big on re- sending the tickets back. I even would have used the language of accepted for value upon proof of claim on top of that ticket on top of the letter that I'm sending. Accepted for value. Yeah, I I see, the whole point is you giving them an option to prove whatever they've just presented to you. And then uh, if we want to use the word honor, you being an honor to say, hey, I conditionally, I'm, I'm trying to resolve this issue with you. Uh, right. But I need some. I need some proof. So regardless of which angle you come from, you still would have wanted to put in your letter that their failure to perform or to produce whatever language you are going to use in your process, giving them 15 days. I keep saying 21 because normally their system is set up for 21. But I'm I'm starting to be a big fan of 15. Uh, right. So. Because you're already about what three days after you've mailed it, you're off. You're already off about three days anyway. Sometimes, uh, right? So, uh, I would have done that, and then on uh, when 15 days go by, or if you list 21, 21 days go by, then I would have sent a, another notice uh, of. I would have sent either a notice of non-response. Uh, with an opportunity to perform, or some people may say opportunity to cure, your failure to rebut this notice of non-response shall constitute automatic default. I would have used that language. So what you just did again, you just gave them an opportunity to one more time to perform what you've requested. So then after they did not respond to that, the final thing that I would have sent them is the actual notice of default. Now, the notice of default, I would notarize, but I'm a big fan on notarizing all of my stuff. So if you can quickly get it notarized, everything you sent out, good. But if you, do, if you don't do nothing else, that notice of default needs to be, um, or I'm suggesting, should I say, to be notarized. That oh. way, yes, what you just did is you also have made that also international, meaning right. uh, because you, you just mentioned, you know, putting stamps, that's fine, doing all that. But if you've done nothing that puts the ball in their court to where if they're failure to do something, you just gave them a great educational moment. So what I would do now, where the question would be, is now that we know that something's being – you know, there's a case moving along. What is the date that's coming up? Most likely, uh, it's, it's it's their Thursday. Uh, basically, basically, I didn't have 21 days. It was like I got a ticket, and it was like mm-hmm. less than less than eight days. Uh, I had to go into court, and so I I, I got sick with the flu, and um, I went ahead and called them and postponed it one more week. And oh wait a minute. Oh wait, oh wait! Are you saying? Are you saying? Are you saying they immediately set an arraignment date? No, I call. I call them on on, on a Wednesday, 
uh, right after this, the right after right after I mailed that ticket out, uh, and, okay. and it was is in that three day time frame. I mailed gotcha. it out, and th- then then uh, the the time frame is like eight days. I have to go back to court. What? Well, well, as soon as I noticed that they received the they signed that green card, I called them, which was on a Wednesday, and I asked them if I was still on the docket. And they said, "Yeah, you're still on the docket." And then, uh, uh, did, so do I still need to come to court? And uh, she, and he, she said, uh, "Yeah, you need so you still need to come to court." And uh, that's when I said, "Well, since um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to have some more time to uh, uh, you know for me to get my stuff in order." And then they they postponed it one more week, which is this coming Thursday. Uh, I got to go to court and everything, which is uh, in the three more days here, which is Thursday. And, All right, but Mr. Harris' phone, his phone, uh, it dropped. Oh, it did. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's calling back on. Um, yeah, you're just gonna have to resend your stuff to a notary. You don't have to go into court. You don't have to do oh, any of that. Okay. All you just got to resend it in through a notary. Yes, and. Uh, I have it. I'll tell you the exact files. Well, it just makes me nervous because you're here. Nah, fine, man. Relax. You're good. <laughs> I told you you was good. You know that. Relax. Yeah, just, <laughs> okay, you're going to do your <clears throat> notice of phone and this item is going to be the first one that you sign. Okay. Oh, you're breaking then the you break. It's going to be a notice of fault and dishonor. Then yeah. you're going to do a notice of default in dishonor. Then it's a certificate of non-response, and then that's your okay. administrator. Pro- those three oh, are right. the forms that you're going to use. But you just have to send it through a third-party uh, notary. You have to just send it through a notary, so it's a third-party witness. And there, right, there, right. The, the notary can send it in the private side. You see what I'm saying? Right. So I, I just get notarized and then stamp it. Have stamped yep. and, and they and they send it, and then 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 mail it back to them. Well, that's. That's what I've done on all my documents. I, I had everything notarized. I had everything, uh, the damn stamp, and, and mm-hmm. signed it. I know you do. <laughs> so, I, I guess I guess it's a learning curve to fight these guys. Good. But you don't have to go into court. Your body doesn't have to go in there. We're just going to sign a notice of default. We'll wait for 15 days. Send a notice of default on the signer. That'll be seven. And then you send your certificate of non-response. You don't go anywhere because they're not because they're never going to give you your discovery. They're not going to give you the oath of fidelity. They're not going to give you the bond numbers. They're not going to give you the bar numbers. They're not going to give you his his bonding information or the insurance policy. They're not going to ever give you any of that. So that's why they want you do it your private administrative procedure. You do your notice of fault and dishonor. Then your Notice of default and dishonor, then certificate of non-response, and it's gone. That's what Mr. Harris did on his last ticket. It's all the same stuff. Absolutely. I got to drop you all, and I'll be <laughs> like, what well, 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 it just makes me nervous because I mean, cause I know how these people from Oklahoma are. Because if they'll they'll immediately, uh, especially in this this county, they'll they'll immediately uh, since I didn't show up to court, they'll immediately. Issue me a uh, bench warrant, and and it just seems like it escalates some more charges and everything. So that's but, but, that's, but that's you, why. Were you saying that 
were you saying that they, when you got the ticket, immediately on that ticket was already a date set for the arraignment within 10 days? Uh, less than 10 days. Oh, wow. Okay. Gotcha now. Okay, so so basically that was the – that had to have been the arraignment. So you, 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 you called, and most likely they pushed it out to this coming Thursday. Is that right? Yes, sir. And then, then I mailed them another. I mailed him another damn letter, and this uh-huh. letter was this is this letter is more powerful than the one I I sent. I said, since y'all want me into your corporation uh, uh, for my special appearance, uh, you're you're agreeing to pay me seven uh, seven thousand five hundred dollars, you know, for for the judge, the uh, prosecutor, the court clerk. You're agreeing to pay this to me to come in your your corporation, and then also. You're agreeing that uh, you're going to pay me uh, $500,000 in one-ounce gold coin for the city, you know, for my fee to show up. And then I also did send them uh, uh, my UCC filing, you know, where I filed, where I show I'm the creditor, and then it shows me the all-cap name is the debitor. And I also had had PJ's... uh, Common rights notice where any kind of contract that they do is is five grand. I mailed that to them too, everything. But then I mailed another strong letter, basically saying that uh, you know um, it's all affidavit of facts, and I wrote up on top affidavit of facts. Then I wrote exhibit one, exhibit two, all these exhibits because to me I thought uh, they had thirty days to uh, uh, to get back with me on these. Affidavit facts. If they don't, it 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 becomes truth. Yeah, but thirty days had but thirty days haven't passed. Correct. No. Correct. Okay, but did and did you get that file stamp? Did you eventually see what you you skip? See, you've already skipped. Uh, you've already too much time has already went by. Of course. Uh, oh. Again, again, you've done you've done great on your on your education uh, that you presented to them. So this is what I'm going to suggest that you do. Uh, if this is up to you, if this is what you want to do, of course. Um, of course, definitely either you can put up a document together. Of course, it needs to be file stamped, meaning you can do an affidavit of notice of appearance, uh, and you can say I, whatever your name is, I appear on, because there's going to be, uh, there. Uh, again, their case is moving. There's just no no way around that because they've already said it and things are moving. So you've got to position yourself to, um, let's say, do do some work. So what I would do, let's say if you don't want to physically bring your body there, I would put an affidavit of notice of appearance on the day and time that you are to appear. Actually, I would go in early uh, before the time, of course, have a file stamp saying that you've appeared on the time. And I've actually done that before too. And right. what they what they're going to do though, just give you a heads up. Most likely they're going to uh, is set set it for trial. So then what you then at least you got some time on your hand. And what I mean by some time on your hand is you would have to then you are not have to you would uh, go ahead and ask for discovery. So then in that in your document that you put together for the notice of discovery, you know, 
you're asking for every single thing you think you would want. For an example, if you want, uh, if if well, if was it a speeding ticket or what was it? You may have already. Uh, it was a it was a damn speeding ticket, eight miles over the speed limit. Gotcha. If you want the uh, the the uh, the the notes from the the officer, everything you we want, you put in that motion of discovery. So, you know, these are things you have a right to because what it will do, it will position you uh, to be prepared to give some type of defense if you're going to go that route. And okay. and what I mean by go that route is at least you would know how to be prepared, but to just simply do nothing now that it's this late in the game, you know, uh, it's, it just is what it is. So you're going to have to get some information from them. And then you can put in the notice their failure to uh, respond will constitute a uh, notice of default. You can do that. You know, you can do that as well. So I would do that if I were in your shoes. But going past that, what I would have done, even though you got it on a Sunday, I would have immediately in my letter, I would have immediately, since I, since now that you said it was within 10 days, uh, yeah. I, would have, I, I still would have put in my letter that, you know, you accept whatever, how you would have worded, or up on Google Crane within three days. You have three days to prove these things. That way, because, see, they set a time for you. You need to set a time for them. Is what I would have done. Okay. No one, no one has. I've yet to see any uh, uh, statues, laws that says you can't do what they just did to you. Now I'm not saying that everybody knows how to do that. So I wouldn't suggest if you really don't know the administrative process. I suggest people really get prepared. But regardless, I would have if I were in your shoes, I would have put. Within three days, uh, I, upon proof of claim, however I would have worded that, give them three days to give me the claim that I, uh, you know, uh, owe that ticket or I conditionally accept that ticket upon whatever proof, giving them three days. After three days it went by, I would have immediately already been prepared. Everything needs to be already prepared. I would have already sent in on day four my notice of non-response, I'm working, I mean, my my process, I'm steady working. I, I mean, I, up until that 10th day, they should they should have already gotten a notice of default. Right. They should have already got a notice of uh, default. Most likely what they would have done is either, A, they could either have canceled it, or a automatically by you going back on, you would have even seen that it may have been even set for trial. We don't know because those things have not been done, and so that's why our job is to be proactive as well. We already have our stuff in order in case we're in commerce and we really gotta set it in motion, quick, fast, and hurry. You don't want to be at home typing up anything. After they sent you something, you want to be already up on it. You want to already so go ahead now for future references, of course. Go ahead now. Okay. Go ahead and put together your own documents where you're just ready. One, two, and three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one question I got. I, I know they ain't gonna file stamp nothing here. Uh, when they when they when they uh, refuse that, 
how how do I uh I just write their name down and 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 go uh oh, oh so you've never so you've never got anything fouled out. No, because they I I went down that route before and they they're not going to stamp nothing. Wait a minute, when you say you when you say you went down that route, you have to explain to me the route you took. When you okay. went in there, what did you do? When I, when I went in there uh when I went in there past time. I mean, not this time. When I went in there the past time and mm-hmm. had them uh uh file uh you know, you know, stamp my papers to put it on the file, they, they mm-hmm. would they would take the papers, but they would never, uh, they would never stamp my copy. Okay. Well, what did you say? What did you say? Uh, I, though? Uh, I said, um, "Aren't you gonna, aren't you gonna stamp this?" So uh, uh, I have proof that, uh, and they're, they're they're acting dumb. Like we, we don't have a stamp. We don't have this. We don't have that. And so basically, basically, I said, "Okay, I'll just, I'll just melt through the damn mail, and uh, and I'll have proof." That I I sent y'all something that because they don't want to do that damn they don't want to I, I, I hear exactly what happened. You talk to the you talk to a regular cashier clerk. What you would have done or what I would have done if I were in your shoes, of course I still would have taken her name, and I would say, ma'am, I need you to talk to the administrator. I need you to go get your administrator. That's I had to do that myself. That she's just a, or he's just a normal little cashier clerk. That's all they do is take money. So okay. you would have asked for the uh, the administrative clerk and have okay. them to come and tell them you you're not asking for a stamp. Tell them you needed file stamp so that you can give to the DA. That's the language I use. I say I need this file stamp so that I can give this to the DA. Now, again, when I went in, I know what you're referring to, but I went down that road, we yet took names and asked for the administrator. And you got to be proactive, meaning I would have asked her. I would have said, oh, wait a minute. Are you saying that you here has never filed, stamped absolutely anything? I would have waited for a response because I had that happen to me too. She said, "Oh, well, yeah, we filed stamp at culture. I knew you. I knew you filed stamp here. Go get your administrator." And that's okay. what she did, and that's exactly what she did. And now, when I go, now I have to go in, I just said, "Well, you already know what I, I want. I need to speak to your administrator to make sure that you get this file stamp." <laughs> so okay. so that's, what you, that's what you've got to do. You got to go past the little cashier because that's all they're doing is collecting the funds there. And then on top of that, you nev you don't you don't of course you don't ask, and then you don't present it into them a kind of way to give them an option. You stick it on their other side of the uh, of their uh, podium thing or whatever they have, and that way they're responsible for it. And then also ask for the administrator. And then have okay. them say, "Hey, you need that file stamp, uh, so that you so that you can give to the DA." So you didn't okay. tell them what you you didn't even tell them whether you even needed the file stamp for it. They didn't. Or perhaps it, again, just a regular clerk didn't even have a clue. Oh, I got you. Mm-hmm. So try that on your next on your next round, and then go in okay. take a name. Each person that bring your document. What is your name? Oh, and what and spell that for me. I go in getting first and last name. You don't just go out of there and just get the you want first and last name. And I don't know what what it does to people. But when I get the first and last names, things for me. 
just start moving. They start doing what I'm talking. They are. I think they got an idea of what's going to happen, but still, I don't know what it does to them. Uh, so I guess, I guess if if somebody asked for my first and last name, I think I would start acting more professional. Something is about to happen. So try that next time. Okay, so somebody about to get fired, you get their first and last name. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Even if they claim they, oh, well, we don't give out, we don't give out last names. Oh, can you please put that in writing? See, everything you got to be prepared. Oh, put that in writing that you don't give out first and last names here. Then another proactive thing you can do, you all, is, again, you don't have to be combative of anything. Take your recording device in there. You don't just turn it on, of course. You do it discreetly. You just simply, you, if you do have a recording device, uh, well, you know, which would be your cell phone most likely, you're not, you're not recording the video part. I'm not telling people to go in recording the video part of anything because uh, some people don't know how to do it anyway. Uh, but the audio part. Uh, I would just like I've done before as well. I just simply set it on recording uh, on the on the counter as I'm talking to the person. That way, if I miss something that that clerk said, I can always go back and listen to it. And, okay. Uh, so so try that. Try that too. And again, you're not going. It's okay to ask for that person last name, but don't go in. Don't go in giving these people educational moments. If you got to do any type of education. It really should be if you're going to simply go the route of being in their courtroom, which I hope you wouldn't have to do that, but to me that's all that would be for. Does it mean that the judge will listen to it? We don't know because everything is not a golden key. I've heard people have even gotten cases dismissed from uh, um, challenging jurisdiction because they opened up a counterclaim in federal court. I've seen uh, and heard Cases have gotten dismissed that way. So really nothing is a golden key. But yet, knowing how to defend regardless of which direction you go is always, to me, a great option to have. So mm-hmm. so hopefully that helps you in some type of way. So, Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Anybody else got uh, any uh, other questions, comments? Uh, P said somebody from uh, New Jersey was trying to unmute. So, um, oh, well, that, I'm, okay. Well, did, yeah, I'm uh, about to unmute did, Okay. It, it, Star Six should unmute them, but hey, um, I think you may be on the panel too, aren't you, where you can do that for them? Yeah, yeah, I'm about to unmute this guy. He's from uh, North New Jersey. Oh, great. Great, 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 great. You are now unmuted. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Yes, sir. Great to see you on, sir. Peace, 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 everybody on the line, man. How y'all doing, man? Doing I good. 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 Yeah, I, I got PJ. I'm working with PJ on some situations, you know, that I'm involved in with the court. So, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. PJ what you got, got me under his. Yeah, like uh, driving on a suspended. And uh, um, hold on, man. Let me shut this dog up. Grayson, you better watch your mouth. <laughs> Calm down. But um, uh, yeah, I had a uh, driving on suspended, and um, you know, uh, I had a, a IDP international driver's permit, and uh, my spiritual name, mm-hmm. so false documents, 
but you know they uh it's in a superior court. But I had put some paperwork in, you know, uh I sent them an affidavit, a truth and uh offer discussion, you know, because I had an injunction in. I got my authenticated birth certificate, DBA, uh mm-hmm. no uh denial of US citizenships, all of that stuff I sent off to the governor. Secretary of State, Attorney General, but um, you so know they have sent me. Huh? So what you so what you're saying is, even though you've done, you get you put out your notice of injunction, they mm-hmm. still you were still pulled over. You were mm-hmm. still given a ticket. Is that right? Oh yeah, I was arrested too. Locked up. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Not okay, gotcha. So. Have you already had the? I'm sure you've already probably had the arraignment for that. Is that I'm, you have to have already had that because I'm talking to you now. Uh, but what what's coming up though? Well, it's supposedly a status hearing, and um, mm-hmm. you know I'm following with PJ, and we you know we're just gonna try to eliminate everything. Good, good, good. We're not even going in there because, like, the judge kind of like said some stuff to me when I was in there because you know I was I went in there two jurors. I told them, you know, I am myself. I'm not representing myself. I'm me, you know, and I don't want to be a ward of the court and all like this. But you know, he was like, I can't talk to you. You got to get a public defender. You got to go downstairs. I'm not dismissing nothing today. So, you know, this is what you're going to have to do, go fill the paperwork out. So I went down, filled out the paperwork just to get the um, the the public defender, you know, to be a fiduciary. And, you know, I started bringing up all of this stuff to her, you know, and uh, asking her questions, you know, about the probable cause hearing, you know, a bill of particulars and everything. But everything she was telling me was uh you know, not really, like, you know, I didn't know what I was saying. She didn't know what I was talking about, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from this further consultation with uh, PJ, you know, that's the game they're going to play. So, you know, we're just going to fire her and go about, you know, the administrative process and see how that goes about. But even before that, they sent me a paper from all the paper I sent to them, mm-hmm. which, you know, from the studying I had in the beginning was a rebuttal, where I rebutted everything, denied everything, and, you know, in my uh, affidavit of truth, I told them, you know, I know mistakes can happen, but I offer discussion if uh, any uh, damaged party or injured person, uh, injured man or breach of contract, you know, was made of, you know, uh, happened, you know, show me the proof. And, you know, they they didn't respond to any of that, you know, and it took a while, and I went to court two two times, I think, yeah, one, two, yeah, and that's when he was like, you know, you got to get a, a um, an attorney. Somebody got to speak for you. So you know how y'all say sometimes they'll drop nuggets on you and, you know, don't think that you didn't do anything wrong. You, well, you know, you probably did do something wrong, but the judge is giving you nuggets because he was like, I can't talk to you because I asked him. I said, well, did you receive my paperwork? You know, he was like, didn't I tell you I can't talk to you? I said, forgive me. You know, I'm not trying to upset you or anything. I just, I know you're not trying to upset, but I told you, you your, your best bet is to get the public defender and let them speak for you. But when I went to the public defender, you know, she was like, she didn't know what a fiduciary trustee was. You know, what am I talking about? This and that. And, I, you know, I just was like, all right. You know, so I just signed off with her, and, uh, but I reserved all my rights, so. I'm just going the route with PJ because 
you know, it's like a game. I asked her what the monetary value was, the penal sum of the charges, you know, and everything, because I'm trying to handle this privately. She was like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I might not be the one on this case. So whoever contacts you, you know, they'll be the ones that you, and you know, you can talk to them about. But nobody has contacted me. You know, I went on the 1st. The other time I went was the 17th of uh, April, and this ticket all the way back from um, uh, October 17th. So I think, like, in Jersey, it's like 175 days for an indictment or whatever. And you know how they, like, I heard you just speak before, you know, once they try to get that ball rolling, they're going to try and keep it going. So, like, my next phase is supposedly uh, um, a status hearing. You know, when they gave me the, the they set out a um the plea, they gave me three offers. You know how the uh, prosecutor gave three offers, and they all jail time. So you know what I'm saying. And I'm like, everything I asked them, they never answered anything. So you know, they just doing the railroad job. And then even with my injunction being in the DBA authenticated birth certificate, all of that, you know, it's like it don't matter to them because I'm not going in in my proper status to handle that you know, the correct way. So that's why I'm, right. you know, giving the reins over to PJ. And we're just going to take it from there because, I, you know, I just wanted to drop that, you know, for everybody on the line and the listeners that, you know, I've been through it before and I know there's definitely some truth to this stuff because, I, you know, I went through the same situation in the municipal court for a DUI and they wouldn't move past me because I never gave them jurisdiction. And I just kept arguing, asking them for their bonds, this and that, before I even knew what bonds was, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, well, where's the indemnification bond at? You know, all that. And they would always save me for last. So now, you know, listening to you guys and just studying more and more, you know, understanding the payment, the performance, and the big bond, the parents' bond, and all like that, because I had to bond myself out. So yeah. I, I know it's some truth to this where it's just all money. And being that the guy got the, the bond, you know, I had to bail myself out. They making money off of that right now. So now when, you say, when, you, when, huh? you say, when you say bond yourself out, what do you mean by that? Well, I had to get bailed out. You know what I mean? Oh, oh gotcha. So someone, someone paid bail for you. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, gotcha. Okay. I'll just make sure that I understood what you were saying. That's all. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm property right now, and you know, even when you're in the courtroom situation, when you try to ask them questions, you can tell. Like from my experience, when the judge just shut me down, it was like I can't talk to you, man. Didn't I tell you? So that tells me with my paperwork telling them I'm a living man. You know, I'm not an illegist. I'm not a, a corporation. You know, I'm not an agent or an the, employee. The, the living can't speak to the dead. That's why it's not that speak to you. He can't speak mm-hmm. to you because the dead can't speak to the living. What's yeah. being charged is the dead corporation. And when mm-hmm. you come in there, you're given, you're showing, you're giving an appearance, you're giving it life. You know I mean, only spirits appear. So when you brought yeah. your spirit, or you gave that corporation life, you know, it just goes into that bullshit. But yeah, mm-hmm. now, once we have CC one file, we have our federal counterclaim, and so they have to answer that federal counterclaim. If they don't answer that, then we just do our default process. No more going into court. They have to show proof of claim. We're going to make them prove mm-hmm. everything. We don't go into court or move forward until we have our discovery, and that's it. That's simple. There's too much pressure going 
part sometimes. Even if you know, even if you know what's going on, and talking shit to everybody, you can still get caught up in contracting with them. You know what I mean? So the main thing about learning and going into court is not contracting. You accept all charges mm-hmm. of value upon consideration, and that's in civil, that's in federal rule civil eight. Uh, you're there as a special intervener, civil rule twenty four a. We have a federal counterclaim that's civil rule thirteen, and we have a motion for discovery and that's civil rule thirty six. So whenever you're in there, make sure you're always using laws to back up what you're doing and what you're saying if you are speaking. But other than that, you're going to be speaking in court. Your affidavits and everything should do all that talking for you. And if the judge ever says anything to you while you're there, if you showed up for some reason, you just say, was that a rebuttal to my affidavit? Are you rebutting my affidavit? They have to rebut your affidavit lawfully. they got to answer that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm okay. You know what this is. Yeah. Yeah, just make sure whenever you're in there that you're backing up with whatever you're saying with law if you are speaking. And you're always speaking to them with the utmost respect, honor, integrity. Even mm-hmm. you know they're corrupt as shit, you just got to do it for that little 15, 20-minute period. I had to do it. But when you go in there and you're just asking questions, showing them respect, you get it further. You just want to settle the account. You're a third-party intervener. Uh, Power Appointment Act 1951 points to Fiduciary trustee authorizing you to settle all accounts. Did the district attorney have the 10999 OID filed? Judge, you got your W9? You're acting in bankruptcy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I, I was trying to get to that, man. That's what I was wanting to get at. But, you know, it, it was so fast. And, and she was like, you can't talk. Don't say nothing. I'm doing all the talking. The only yeah. thing I don't know if she said right was that, um, you know, he wants to reserve all his rights and all his defenses. And the judge said, yeah, that's okay. So I was like, all right, that sounds good. But I don't know. That could have been a setup too. No, but, I mean, when you, if you, if they, if the reason why they want the public defenders or they want attorneys is because attorneys are supposed to bond the case up. They're supposed to put an appearance bond up for you. That's mm-hmm. what their main job is. And their main and what they're taught in school is to dishonor the contract. That's why a lot of people that go and hire lawyers or state attorneys or whatever bar, they're usually mm-hmm. their name usually gets probated around probation or they get like a 30 day in county or something. They're not, why, how come none of these lawyers are settling the accounts or putting up mm-hmm. a parents' bonds? You know what I mean? They're not doing their job. They're dishonoring the contract. Even yeah. though because they're, they're in all these penal codes, they don't know contract law. They don't understand commercial banking, UCC, uh, tax law, trust law, and accounting. They don't know that. They know penal codes and how to defend and, you know what I mean? And how to stretch a case for a year and get, you know what I mean? That's what they do. They're not in there. Here it goes, boom, one and done. Can we settle the case? Uh, well, no, no injured party, Sixth Amendment. You have the right to cross-examine your injured party. There's no, you know what I mean? There's a million things that they can say to just dismiss that case that day. Mm-hmm. So that's how you know when they're not doing their job. You know what I mean? Just, you when you go in there, you say, I a, I'm instructing you to act as my fiduciary trustee. I want you to honor the contract, and I want no arguing. I want full settlement today. Goodbye. If they say no, they're not down with that, okay, you're fired. I got counsel ready to move. Mm-hmm. You know what okay. I'm saying? That's all. They don't want to do I'm their on. job. I will find somebody that will do the job. They don't want to make the file. The, the clerk don't want to file. All right, now you're facing federal charges. Judge, you don't want to act as executor and pay the federal taxes? All right, boom. We got, we're going to notice the U.S. Attorney General, and then we're going to start making our claims and get you out of there. That's all that is. It's just business. 
Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's all crimes are commercial and it's just business. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, we've I've invited uh, a, a young lady on that um, has done awesome administrative uh, work in her case, Mrs. Branch, and I'm going to have her to come on real quick. Um, she's actually tuned in and share a little bit about what she's done uh, in her husband case. Uh, I think it'll be very good for people to listen to. Uh, her formula that she has used uh, and um, using the bond. Uh, we've been discussing, me, Pete, we've been doing a lot of discussing on the, the bonds, but I want people to hear uh, that the testimony, that it does work. I think we should always promote those who have been successful with their process. So if Miss Branch would unmute herself with star six, and I'm going to go on here and make sure you're not muted either. And if you have a problem unmuting yourself and getting on, let me know. But she's on, and I would like for her to uh, chime in if she's unmuted at this time. But, Mr. Britt, thank you for calling in, and thanks for the comments and everything you said. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate you guys, man. I'm going to yield the floor. Thank you. Peace. Uh, bro. All righty. Um, right. uh, I mean, oh. Did you unmute? Did you unmute him, uh, Derek? I, I had to call back in. I got booted out oh, by you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just called back in. Well, now, where is she from? Okay, she's getting ready to get on now. Um, she may have me. Let's see. I'm gonna see if I can see if she have uh, any issues unmuting herself. Uh, okay. Well, she's having a hard time unmuting herself, but that's okay. We gonna, That's okay. I know you can hear me, so just keep in mind, we're going to get you on here, and we're going to make sure that <laughs> if we have to make special arrangements. So she's having a – it says for some reason the function is unavailable for, the, for her to unmute herself. Um, yeah, okay. So we – where is she from? We got some North Carolina. Uh, California, Oklahoma. Oh, it, it, it just kicked her. It, it just kicked her off. So okay. I'm tr- I'm trying to get on to see where she's from too, um, so I can be specific. I want to say she's from somewhere that don't exist. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, but she she said she's going to call back in. So hopefully, about this time she calls back in. It'll uh, give her an opportunity to get on. How many minutes we got left? Uh, about 11 12. minutes. Oh, oh, wow. Are you all able to hear me? Yes, we are. Yeah. I mean, you not know we only got 11 minutes, but hey, we're going we gonna, we gonna to roll this train until it almost the wheels and everything else fall off of it. <laughs> this lady here, you all, we've been communicating, and when I tell you, I, I just got so excited hearing somebody that has done their homework, that has worked in their work and worked in their administrative stuff. And she has, I said, we got to have her on here, and I'm glad that, that uh, Pete, uh, and Derek didn't have a problem. Um, so would you tell us, um, and hopefully we don't get disconnected, just 
just, I mean, I'm going to let you ride it out as long as it don't cut us off. If it cut us off, be back on with us on next Monday. I'm going to let I you will. I will. I, I apologize, you guys. I went to the hospital earlier, and they had gave me this shot, and they had me knocked out. So uh, I was late yeah. getting on, um, on the call. Mm-hmm. But well, I do want to – it's funny that he mentioned all crimes are commercial because I was studying that last night, and um, that's CFR, I think, 72. And when I pulled it up, it was only specific to, to charges that are charged by the ATF. And I know that because my husband's charge was an ATF charge when he got picked up um, with a federal guns charge. And so, um, and I'm not all knowing, but I do want us to be careful and make sure that we're not piecing together things when we use it and that we're using it at the right time. Um, because frivolous filings get us in trouble a lot of times as well. So I know that um, when I pointed out all crimes are commercial, it was not, in fact, when I was going through my trials and error, it was not correct um, because I didn't have a ATF case. So Would you, um, would, would you explain that? You said you did not um, have what again? A, a, a case that fell under the ramifications of ATF, alcohol, tobacco, oh, gotcha. um, firearms uh, bureau. Because when you look up underneath that subsection, um, it tells you where it belongs to, and it belongs to ATF. It doesn't belong to anything else when you look under the federal register. So, yeah. and and uh, um, I, I just was looking at that last night because I was going to use it in in an affidavit. And then I said, hold on, something won't feel right. So I went and looked it up, and I was like, oh, this is not an ATF case. Let me take that back out. So um, we got to be careful. Um, unless you got something else that will, you know, say well, what it pertains to. When I, say, when I say all crimes are commercial, when you're dealing in court, you're dealing with you have to be an expert in commercial paper. That's where commercial banking comes in because you're dealing with commercial financial assets, commercial paper, bid bonds, performance bonds. You have to be right. an expert in paper. So that's why. And all the crimes are in, and charges are on that paper, so it's all commercial paper. That's what you're saying is 100% absolutely correct, 100%. It is the, the, yeah, the 72 CFR, those all crimes are commercial. You're right. Those are under the ATF. That is correct. You are right. So when you use that terminology, what do you use to back it? Because then I can put it back in there. Is that the case? Because I haven't found it. Backing. What do you want? To, what do you want to back up? When you're saying that all um, crimes are commercial, where else are you seeing that? So I can use it because the only place I've ever seen it is is under the the CFR um, 72, um, and that's under the ATF. Right, I'm saying all crimes are commercial because okay, it's trust law. They're attacking his trust, right? They're all capital letter names. There was no body injured, so how was the federal case on a firearm charge? It must have been a lot of guns, but anyways. No, it was but, only one guy. It was only one okay. guy. Oh, so they're trying to get you there. They brought you in. I get it. Anyways, so okay, you're in federal court. So then you're if it's federal, then it's standard form 273, 274, and 275. Once you get to federal court. It's no longer standard form 24, 25, and 25A. When you're in federal court, those forms turn into the standard form 273, 274, 275. But I say all crimes are commercial because they're, then they're, you're going to instruct the district attorney to have the 1099 OID, the 1099A prepared. 
1096, 8281, and assess their claim on the 1040. That's why it's all c- commercials because due to IRS posting. I got that. I'm just asking you where did you where do you where do you have that? Like what code is it codified under? I got what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. No, that's, just a, that's not a code. That's just a statement that if you're going to be in court. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay, I'm with you. you know I'm with you. You're riding on the same bus. Okay, 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 okay. All right. So, I'm sorry. Um, when I did, uh, like I said, that's, this was the first time that I used the, the, the bonds, and that was on the case where my husband had caught the um, possession of firearm by felon charge. It was no other charge. It was just the possession. It was only one gun. They never caught the gun on them, but they found the gun in proximity. And so, of course, if it's close to you, then it's yours. And it was here, so, I mean, <laughs> no big deal. But anyhow, so what I did was <clears> – <throat> Um, it started off in state court. So I filed a um, a Form 56, which is a notice concerning fiduciary relationship. And I, um, under the I, under the fiduciary's name, I listed everybody involved in the case that was on the other side, meaning the judge, all of the judges at the courthouse, just in case they wanted to switch one. So I put all of them up there. I put all of the clerks in there. I put, um, <laughs> see, I'm I know you like her. Yes, see that y'all. Okay, go ahead. I put the um the probation office. I put all the um sheriff departments that would be in proximity of where they could have sent him to. Um, I put the uh clerk of courts. I put the attorneys. Um, all of the attorneys up there. Um, with the Commonwealth Attorney's Office. And I listed the um, all the federal agents that were um, um, working in the ATF department in our area. So everybody, I put them on notice for, for that um, fiduciary relationship. And um, under the authority, I put for them to accept, set off, and settle and close debts for that case number. And um, under the nature and of liability and tax notices, I say I told them to send only tax information pertaining to the set off and settlement and closing of accounts with the um, with that case number um, with the United States of America. So they were they were going to have to. That meant that they're not collecting anything on this case. So either you're going to let him out because you're not getting anything on it. Um, and if he was to sit in there, then you all have to either accept my fiduciary appointment or counter offer me with something else. And of course, they're not going to counter off because they had no clue what the, what a form fifty six was. So then I found uh, I, I found uh, I found a habeas corpus on um, on him, and um, I had. It's just a whole bunch of information in this. And when DL gets it, he's going to just have, he's, oh my God, he's just going to have <laughs> with all of this stuff. I am going to, I already <laughs> hear it, but I'm already was, loving her already. because It's now, overloaded. Now tell them about your, your Habeas Corpus, because me and Pete, we did, we, Pete will tell you that we uh, we actually was able to talk to the clerk. Uh, the clerk, mm-hmm. he was able to talk to the clerk. We mm-hmm. we just put a whole list of things we're gonna tell that clerk, and and he got on and told the clerk of what we were going to do on the day of the arraignment, and that if she did not, you know, have the uh, basically we had appointed ourselves as her as her <laughs> as her statutory attorney. 
uh-huh. and said that, hey, you need to, A, you need to first have her to give us a call, of course, and mm-hmm. then if not, we're going to file uh, habeas corpus. We even, what was that form, uh, Pete, uh, for the IRS form for frivolous, when they, when they are, when there's like a conspiracy, I don't forget the name of that form. What is that form again? It's the 3949A. Yes. Yes. That one. We went down the <laughs> list of every thing. Zero three nine. <laughs> and now, Pete, tell us when we got through naming all that we was gonna do. Tell tell the audience what happened. I got a call fifteen minutes later. She had a ten gram cocaine charge, and she got it back. I, it was knocked down. To, she had a parking ticket. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> Man, Pete, we worked at, we said, uh-uh, no, we're going to tell you, we're going to, uh-uh, no, we're going to tell you what we're going to do. And, right. And that's what happened. And see, that's what she, that's what you were doing. You, uh, you locked that case up. You said, oh, just in case y'all want to play games with me, I'm ready right. for your game. <laughs> I was armored up. I had oh, so much armor because in the in the habeas corpus, I put um, emergency petition for constitutional writ of habeas corpus affidavit in support and demand for due process of law protected by the Fourth Amendment. Um, <clears throat> And I listed it. Um, I put the uh, the judge on notice and the um, uh, a sheriff, and I listed some quotes from prior. Um, court cases within it that um that they needed to remember and I did a um I did a declaration because I was his power of attorney. So I was acting as the lawyer and I attached the Virginia Power of Attorneys Act to it just in case they wanted to get retarded and say mm-hmm. that um I couldn't do that because the Virginia Power of Attorneys Act gives us power to act as the fiduciary appointer, regardless if they have an attorney or not. You were supposed to deal directly with me, not with him. And and I did that because I knew more than him at that time. So <laughs> and I didn't want I didn't want him, you know, talking to them. I was like, don't talk to him and I copyrighted his name. I put the copyright in there. I said, if y'all send him any notices, I was going to charge y'all $10,000 per occurrence. So you are supposed to deal with me. So I locked them in with all of that stuff. So I just don't think they knew what to do with all of that. So um, they ended up dropping the charge uh, on the state level. And um, I also had in the, in the fiduciary, in the, 56, I put the whole police department, put the police department on that fiduciary notice as well because they are the ones who arrested him. And I put his his lawyer that was appointed to him in it as well because we didn't want an appointed lawyer, and that's when they were trying to come after me for practicing law without a license. And um, I told them that you can't come after me with practicing law without a license because I have a, I have a responsibility to the beneficiary to handle his affairs. If I don't do that, then I can be charged. So if you're telling me to not handle my benef- the beneficiary's business, then you're interfering with the contract, and are you going to be the one that's willing to accept the liability for this? Oh, yes. <laughs> like <that. laughs> Oh, Lord, I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. Oh. <clears throat> yes. So, so then um, – because me and my husband are not married through the courts, they wanted to say, well, 
we have no, because I found an adjoiner on the case. They were saying that we're not married and we didn't have any shared children at that time. And they were trying to deny my adjoiner, but I didn't give them the right to deny the adjoiner um, because they don't have the right to tell me that I have to ask permission to get married. That is a personal contract between me, him and our savior. And who are they to interfere as if they're my God? So are you trying to tell me that you're going to violate the constitution and say that there is a religious test? See? So they went on ahead and let that go through. <laughs> they let that pass through. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, and wow. then I did a, um, a de jure judicial notice for political status and um, for truth, A1 freehold by inheritance with the Library of Congress diplomatic immunity registration number AA222141. Um, basically, letting them know that we were not de facto citizens. <clears throat> And, you know, putting him on notice of his status. And, um, uh, of course, included some court cases just in case they had forgot. And um, I also put in there the federal debt collection procedure about the case, Trading with the Enemy Act, codified in Title 50 USC. I listed everything that I could find that I thought that they would be in violation of. And it is all in here. It's like... Uh, it's over a hundred pages. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know. And then we did an administrative notice in the nature of writ of error, quorum notice, and demand for dismissal or state the proper jurisdiction. We added that in there. They couldn't do that. And they ended up dismissing a charge on the state level. And then um, when the state didn't know what to do with it, they turned it over to the feds. And that's how the feds ended up picking it up. And at that time, I can I can tango with the state all day. Um, tangoing with the feds is a little bit different because you weigh in, you know, the, the, the time that you got is weighing a little differently. With the state, you know what the most you're going to get. With the feds, they will, they can, they got a different ball game. They can go in and pull up another charge on some other stuff and some other stuff. And we just didn't have time for that. So we knew what he was getting. He was getting three years. He was fine with that. And we left it alone at that point. <clears throat> so right. um, now, I, I may, I, if it was to happen again, I, I think I could probably tango with the, with the feds. Mm-hmm. But they, I just play, they just play a whole nother game that you know, you just don't be willing to rip. That's what, that's what they do. They trap you in, and they and they got us with that one. It was all good, though, because it gave me time um, to, you know, study. And we did include a UCC financing statement with this, and I listed him as my property mm-hmm. and his name as my property in the wow. UCC financing statement. Do uh, an wow. executor letter? I'm, uh, I'm sorry? Did you do an executor letter? I did a fiduciary appointment letter. I appointed them as the um, as the trustees, and he was the beneficiary, and that they were to set off the case or that they would accept liability for anything that came from mishandling of the case. And I did a bid bond. I did a bid bond payment bond. Um, let me tell you what forms I used. I used the fourteen. I think it was the fourteen sixteen. Oh, let me go through this thing. <clears throat> this is the standard form 1416 payment bond for other than construction contracts. And I think, uh, and we did the, 
the bid bond, if because if some piece is missing off this, we did the bid bond, the payment bond, um, and included was that was the actual bond that I created and um and set it off. And I had sent all of that stuff in and all all of this thing has an apostille on it as well. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because with that apple steel, that just made it international. Ain't that powerful? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that, see, when I started looking into that, because, uh, see, the Secretary of State, uh, well, uh, one of the clerks there, I guess that's who that was, who was a clerk, uh, was saying that, at least here, they were saying that they only authenticate international documents, meaning something you're going to be using international. But what I think what most people have a problem getting their stuff authenticated is they go in, jumping in, telling them what they're going to use the document for. So yeah, uh-uh. I, I would just tell people when they go in to get it authenticated, if they ask, Are you, uh, is it going to be used internationally? Yes. Right. It's, and that's it's not all they that. have access. Mm-hmm. That's it, and it's not it's not your job to go in. Oh, let me give you an education moment. I'm getting ready to use right. this for A, B, C, and D. <laughs> that is not that. First of all, that ain't none of their business, in my opinion. But but mm-hmm. that's just me. But um, and that may be why people have gotten denied. I've heard of just maybe a few people say, "Hey, they wouldn't authenticate my document." Maybe if you wouldn't have went in there saying right. what you're going to do with that document, because what you just did. You just gave them information to tell you, oh, no, we don't do that. So just go, people should just go in if they authenticate something and say, I need this authenticated. Oh, will this be used for international? Most certainly will. And that way you've gotten that done and you're on your yep. way out. That's it. That's the, I'm not telling them too much information. Why would I do that? Just why? It didn't make sense. <laughs> it just, it wouldn't make sense to do it. Uh, right. Because they probably want to deny you anyway. But, again, if push go to shoving and shoving go to pushing, I tell folks always, go in, take a name. You know, don't tell them what, see, again, don't tell them why you're taking that name. Right. You know, that's, you do what you need to do for your administrative duties. And that's why I wanted her to come on to share, you know, the things that she's done and that she's been successful on because I think we all need to push those who have been successful in what they've done with their administrative process. So I had to uh, con- not only yes. congratulate her on yesterday, I said, uh-uh, no, ma'am and no, sir. We've got to get her on here and so that people can hear that the administrative processes does work. You just got to know how to work it. Right. Right. Absolutely. No, that was an ama- Thank you for coming on. That was amazing. I got so mm-hmm. much out of it. It was good. Awesome. Mm-hmm. No problem. No problem. Mm-hmm. I wish I could get a copy of this and just send it to everybody because I wouldn't mind, you know, everybody having it to be able to go over it and look through. It's just so doggone thing. I'm going to find a way to take a see if I can take pictures of each page mm-hmm. and hopefully people can, you know, enlarge it and see it. I'm going to do that and see if I can, you know, compile it that way so everybody can see what was done and you know another thing I suggest is I go I always go in talking to people about something else and then <laughs> I get they, I get their mind off of what they're doing and they just be so happy to do whatever I'm telling them to do 
you get what you need and keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. You, you go in, you get, yeah, because see that happened to me when when the lady at and I'm I'm repeating myself the lady at the um, at the uh, department there the police station they were acting like or the traffic court I said police station but traffic court. Uh, I went in. I was like, ma'am, I just, you know, just talking on. I said, ma'am, I need you to file stamp this so that I can give to the DA. She started looking like she was lost. And so I just participated in her lostness. I said, oh, are you saying, ma'am, that you don't file stamp anything at this one note? And she said, well, yes, we do. I said, oh, well, oh, well, go get your administrators because I just need this file stamp so I can get to the DA. She went and got the administrator, file stamp, and here I go. Yep. That's it. Most people are taking what they tell them and say, well, the clerk told me they don't do something. What? And you took it as fact? You, oh, you didn't get that right. in writing? And you, and you left out of there with that? <laughs> <laughs> I need a little bit more information. Yeah. That's like one of them math questions where you don't have enough information to answer. I need to <laughs> I'm not understanding. I'm not understanding. Yeah, I'm not understanding how you tell me you can't, what you can't do. Uh-uh, this don't sound right, and it, ain't, it don't look right. So if, right. if your gut is telling you this don't sound right, it don't feel right, Mm-mm. continue to press. Don't just take their answer. I never took no. I, I, me and no don't get along. Don't get along. And, <laughs> and, I, cause I don't, and I don't know what this does, and I know I'm repeating myself, but I don't know what it does when, you go, when they go to acting like they're lost, and I say, oh, what's your first and last name? And and then they go to give me first and last name. Oh, spell it for me. After mm-hmm. that, a whole nother person show up. They start doing exactly right. what I need them to do. Mhm, mhm. Because when I was when I was first into this, I was cocky as I could be because I had learned something. I just knew, and that's how I started <laughs> to make enemies. And in yeah. my courthouse and this one, none of them like me because I was right, but I didn't have to act the way I did with it because well respond to them the way that I did. I should have did it a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but them people can't stand me down there. They're like, oh she gets on my nerves. But I mean if you stop trying to get over on people and just do what you suppose all you gotta do is do what you're supposed to do. And it won't yeah. be no problem. Mm-hmm. I ain't here to hate y'all and y'all shouldn't be here to hate me. Mm-hmm. We all have right. jobs to do in, in this society, and, and, and what God told us, I believe that all of us that are in this, this is what God has us to do, because ain't nobody signing up to be to do this work. That's the hardest That's work right. ever. Did <laughs> I wake up and say, I want to do this? Uh, it's burdensome. You'd be stressed out. It's just, <laughs> ain't nobody yeah. signing up for this. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know? Well, we we are so glad that you came on and were able to come on and and share light. Uh, we definitely gonna have you back on at some uh, um, uh, other time as well. So don't you're not gonna be a stranger. Not around here, you're not. I also no. don't know where else. But around here, you ain't. <laughs> we <laughs> we gonna we gonna. In fact, uh, you know, we want you to just stay tuned and uh, you know just uh, tune in. Throw your nuggets out there. We all in this. We just gonna be throwing golden nuggets around. That's all. We. That's what. That's why that's we it. did this show because the title of our show is "We or You." You are the credit. You are the court, and you are the captain here on the earth. And we. I think we ought to just start acting like that. That's who we are. You mm-hmm. know. So 
if no one else have any more uh, comments, um, we don't want to get shut off here because I know our time has really, uh, we have actually went over our time, which we glad that we hadn't got cut off uh, miraculously. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, we get, uh, about 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I guess when we, uh, when we uh, schedule the calls, you know, you got the little dot where you can uh, press the time frame, one hour, mm-hmm. two hours, but mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. apparently they want us to go past that. Gotcha. You know. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we uh, we want to make sure no one else has any more questions before we end it because it I do see where it do say our session has timed out. And uh, we did want to at least get one more opportunity uh, to, uh, if anyone has one more question, and we're going to log off and let everyone have a good night. Uh, if you don't have any questions, table it to next uh, Monday where our very own Derek will be hosting the show. He will be uh, posting. Uh, go ahead, Derek. I'm sorry. Hi, you good, brother. Uh, well, yeah, next week I'll be hosting. I haven't come up with a, a full topic yet. I've still been kind of thinking about what I want to, you know, discuss. I have a, a few ideas, um, but uh, if anybody has anything else, um, most definitely uh, unmute yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Or well, I'm interested in starting a, a, a general society, our own general society, so we don't even have to deal with these people anyway. And when they deal with us, um, immediately they're going to be fine mm-hmm. if they don't turn mm-hmm. us back over to our general like society. That. I, I like that. That's some bold ambition. Absolutely. And we and 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 that would be a good thing. How about um, I tell you what. Um, we go, would you join us in our in our um yeah, private would you group. Us, would you put us together as a private group, Derek, so we can talk uh yeah. that way it'll be mm-hmm. between the the four of us, uh or five of us now. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, um well um that way we can kinda talk 'cause I like because see what you just said is something we need to hear on why that's important. Mm-hmm. We need to okay. hear that. Why that's important. So uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna put you together in this, and we're gonna talk. Uh, you know, we're gonna talk more. Because in other words, I'm giving you a little clue. You getting ready to come on and and have an educational moment and help us. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> See this? So just throwing that out there for future references. So we'll 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 talk in the uh, private chat group because I know mm-hmm. our time has uh, has went by. But um, thank you, uh, Pete. Always does a great job. Uh, thank you for everyone that has been on and has made this a success. We are going to end this call, but you can inbox us in the private group chat uh, of the Creditors of God. Uh, of course, if anyone is needing of any uh, assistance, uh, if you need us to do any type of paperwork for you. We do, um, you know, we we do take donations if you need us to do specific stuff for you. We know everyone, you know, some people probably like, hey, I don't feel like doing nothing. I don't feel like doing no administrative work. Hey, you can have us do that for you if you don't feel like doing that. So we are throwing that out, you know, out there. We will soon be doing some classes uh, to educate those who just really need a little more time. Uh, So just keep that in mind. 
but we're going to end this session. And so as always, as we always end the session, we always make sure that our listening audience know this, that you are the credit, you are the court, and you are the captain here on the earth. Everyone do, please have a good night, and we'll see you on next Monday. Good night, Mr. Thank Thank you. Good night, Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.